Welcome to Sci-Fi Talks series on the Arrowverse. This month, a look back at Legends of Tomorrow Season 1. Kind of a misfit group is put together by Time Master, a rogue Time Master at that, Rip Hunter. And they travel to the future to save the world. And it's an interesting series and a very ambitious one for the CW that kind of uh, gave birth from both The Flash and also Arrow. The showrunner is Phil Klemmer, and he spoke to us at New York Comic Con. Well, we, we have so many characters on our show that it really required both of those shows to sort of intro and springboard everybody. Um, uh, so, you know, the idea is that you should be able to watch our premiere without having been like a total, uh, you know, student of the, the, the other two. But, uh, you know, watching the two crossovers plus the two-hour you know, the, the pilot is essentially uh, a two-parter. So it is, yeah, it is four hours of television in order to get these nine people. Uh, you know, it's it, it really was like doing a movie. And yeah, when we were breaking the pilot, it, we, we broke it as if we were writing, you know, a full feature script. And, and now that we've produced the thing, I, I have to say that, like, it, the production felt like a movie as well. I mean, it really is, is on a scale that I didn't think was possible on television. Maybe it won't be possible. Maybe this will be the breaking point where people realize, like, oh, God, this is crazy. It's going to kill us all. But, you know, so far, so good. What kind of villains are we going to see for the team to face here? Well, you know, we're really... We, you know, we're focusing on, on, on Vandal Savage, um... Because we had such a uh, plethora of, of heroes, we had to come up with a sort of a bad guy who was uh, commensurately evil. So, like, yeah, so we chose an immortal. We chose, like, a guy who's been, uh, you know, moving through time and, and sowing his, you know, seeds of darkness uh, for 4,000 years. But, you know, he's our uber bad guy, but, you know, we kind of find... The, the way the show works is we find out we're our own worst enemies because... Uh, you know, letting the likes of Leonard Snart and Mick Rory um, loose in history, letting them sort of change the course of events, like, kind of, there are episodes where we, we won't have a bad guy, where we're, we'll actually try to be correct something that we screwed up in, uh, in, uh, in the last episode, because, uh, you know, that's sort of the fun of time travel, is that, you know, it's not like, it's not just that they have to stop savage they have to do it without destroying the world at the same time and uh that's the real difficulty that's the real rub you know if somebody doesn't appear on the show it's for a good reason that you should trust in you know um now i gotta say that dc is not um is not whimsical in 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 whom they permit us to use or not use so that if if somebody is conspicuously absent it usually means that they're they're meant for not better things, because I mean, there's nothing better than our show. But but other 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 things, not firsthand, but very close secondhand experience. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna name names or anything like that. Um, fortunately, like myself and the other creators and, and writers, all seem to be of the sort of same disposition toward towards like our tolerance of 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 like how closely we wish wish to abide by the rules of time travel and and you know it's if it ceases to be fun <laughs> then what's the point and so you know th- this is 
it's a, it's an action romp, and and so far we haven't had any Debbie Downers in the room who've explained why we're sort of creating a paradox that can't be resolved. But it's it's also fun to resolve as well. You know, it is like uh, it's like a it's a math problem sometimes, and and you know sometimes those problems, like I said, are are you know the stuff of good drama. But no, we're never going to let astrophysics drag down the interpersonal drama or, or just the fun and the funniness of the show. I mean, that's really what uh, I want to say is that I think the show is really, really funny. Um, it's it's like the combination of people lends itself to a very big brother kind of superheroes, uh, like living in a domestic kind of environment where you have them interacting on, on in ways that I don't, I don't think the, the Avengers ever get to sort of <laughs> fight about, you know, who ate the last Twinkie or whatever, but <laughs> on the spaceship. <laughs> DC has been so generous. Like, every time, he, and, 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 you know, we'll continue to, to, to draw on characters from the, uh, the universe, and, you know, we'll talk about these stories and say, like, oh, what if we brought in X? And then I'm just like, you're never going to let us do that. That's crazy. And so far, they've just been, like, rubber stamping our, our use of, of, of characters. And, um, I mean... It's it's really been amazing. Like I never never thought that they would let us loose in the candy store like that. Yeah, take it easy. Thank See you guys. You. Yeah. There is more of Legends of Tomorrow taped at New York Comic Con in a moment. Let's meet some of the team. And first off is Brandon Routh, who plays Ray Palmer, aka the Atom that we saw in both Flash and Arrow. I mean, each each show has its unique uh, flair with, it depends on because of the cast is different and the crew is different, um, and the sets are different too, which just kind of makes a, uh, makes it interesting. Uh, Flash is definitely a little bit more um, uh, light and airy uh, and, and com- comedic because just that's the nature of the show, and in, in, in at least the episode that I did. And Arrow is definitely a little bit darker and, and uh, more intense. Um, but the crew has been together longer, so they're, the days move differently and they have different camaraderie than some of the other shows as they're building that and becoming, uh, becoming their own team, you know, the crew becomes a team. And then ours is just kind of like, hey, everybody, what's your name? I don't know yet. I'll learn it tomorrow because I had to learn 20 other people. We have huge scope of the, of the, of the scripts that we're doing. Um, just trying to, you know, do our best to make it all work and, and, uh, and become our own Legends team. So it's kind of a mix of both. I'd say it's more on the Flash side, energy-wise and tonal-wise, um, because even though we're doing intense stuff, there's always, almost always, that little bit of of, of lightness or uh, uh, epicness to it. Yeah. And uh, so, as far as uh, as far as Ray uh, Palmer Industry now actually owns. Uh, Queen Industries, they actually took it Right, yep. So is that going to impact Legends as well? Is that going to see a result of that on the show? As of right now, not necessarily. Um, I mean, that may change, you know, may change as scripts come out, but um, the place Ray kind of leaves Arrow is is definitely uh, intriguing, and it's um, it's an, it kind of, you know, it's a big step for him. Um, based on the events that will happen in full in, in, in Arrow Season 4. Um, we don't talk a lot about the company, but definitely about the effect of who of who Ray was or is seen of in Starling slash Star City. 
what's cool about Ray is, uh, and especially as the Adam, is there's a little bit more humor to him, too. He has all these uh, great lines. Yeah. What's that like to play that aspect? I mean, your Superman was great, but Thanks. Thank you. Superman was pretty steady. I mean, he didn't say much fun that was funny. Right. This guy does. Clark did, didn't he? Well, Clark maybe. <laughs> Clark maybe. Uh, it's great, you know, because Ray brings out those aspects of Clark that I was, for me, the most fun part about. And, and and relaxing part about playing about the Superman role was Clark because I could I relaxed in the comedy. The Superman stuff was definitely more onus and was you know more intense. Um, so to be able to play this character that that is has levity's glass half uh, full type of guy um, is awesome. Um, it's fun to come to work every day and and uh, be silly and, uh, and and hopefully make the crew laugh. Um, so I, I revel in it for sure. The, the, move, the show moves at such rapid pace that we don't have time to check in with everybody about how everybody feels about everybody because there's eight characters and so um, there's just like looks and a lot of stuff conveyed in a very short because they also got the, the pace is just like we're breakneck speed um, but I think he's, he's game he's definitely the most game of, of, of all the, the crew to begin the journey um, has reservations but doesn't speak them out loud necessarily at first because he doesn't want to mess up the, the rhythm of things and he's like this is this is pretty neat this is an amazing opportunity um, but as the episodes progress we definitely see each uh, different pairs like interacting and how those relationships work out is really kind of cool and unique creates unique relationships within the whole crew can you talk a little bit about the, the sort of the tone of the show because you don't really want this to be sort of a little bit of this and a little bit of this. Yeah. You really want it to be its own. It is. It is its own. I do really believe it's its own thing. Um, I thought maybe at first that would be an issue, but because we have so many people in the show who are so disparate, such different characters, and we are all different people as actors too. So it's interesting group offset. Um, we get along great because we're all kind of so different. Nobody competing with each other in any way. Um, and it's so big, a lot of kind of um, big group shots. There's not time to have a, a, a close-up of every single person. So a lot is conveyed in kind of uh, big uh, tableaus and things. And uh, stuff blowing up all the time. But a really good story and, and, and relationships. Um, a lot of humor even in the action, you know? It's like, uh, gosh, I'm trying to figure out exactly what it kind of reminds me of. I mean, it's, it's much more cinematic than anything else. Um, the producers often refer to, to it as like the Dirty Dozen, but I, I don't know if that's tonal, tonally so much as the group as a whole is kind of a, this mishmash of, of people coming together. Um, it's definitely going to be unique and, um, and, and, and uh, similar to the other two shows, but definitely of its own. And new to the series, but familiar to fans from Doctor Who, and maybe you saw him on once on Broadway like I did, is Arthur Darville, who plays that rogue time master, Rip Hunter. No, absolutely, he's very much in the action, um, which is great, a great challenge for me, and I'm really enjoying it, but I kind of see it as like herding cats. There's, <laughs> there's, there's so many massive personalities there that he's got together and he's trying to get them to trust him and he's not the most trustworthy person in the world. I think it starts with good intentions and I think it very quickly falls apart. So um, it creates quite an interesting dynamic of, of trust and mistrust and um, interesting partnerships for uh, a, a 
think I can say that, yes. For research for my job, I could sit at my, in my house in my underwear reading comics. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a, it's, it's, I can go, sorry, I can't come out, I'm working. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I had a great time. But it's really interesting what, seeing the different ways that Rip's been portrayed in the comic books throughout history, and I think, I think he's changed quite a lot. And it, 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 they've used him as a tool depending on what they've needed him to do in the, the story. So it's the way that these guys have written him takes a lot of of what he is that very kind of much kind of action adventure kind of going in all gung ho but I think there's a lot more depth to him that they've written which is a very exciting thing to kind of, to have to develop that character because he has gone through all these changes in the comics yeah uh, and they have their vision for the show does it leave you any room to kind of play with them as well definitely yeah and I feel you know these guys are so good at what they do and they get really they've got such an interesting bunch of actors but we all feel very trusted in in what we want to where we want to take the take the characters like he's put them all together for a reason do you know what I mean like he's he's got a plan whether it, whether it's a good plan or not is yet to be seen but they've oh god I can't say it good um yeah the fact that we're fighting Vandal Savage I mean, what an amazing thing to have to be able to do, but he's, he's pretty elusive and, and difficult to, to fight. Uh, so he, kind of need, he needs that kind of muscle with him. I think Vandal's enough for the moment, do you know what I mean? Like, I think if we threw any more in the mix, we'd have to do more than 16 episodes of it. Uh, yeah. I can't say too much about it. But Rip does travel through time and Vandal is immortal, so they have, you know... There, is, there has been some interaction. The, the world in which he's come from in the future, I think everyone has to very much know how to look after themselves. It's kind of all fall apart. So he's not afraid to get in there and, and do what needs to be done, but knows that he's not the best at it if that makes sense so he's got these people together because they're experts in their own field um, but an interesting challenge for me as an actor is that I can I've had to kind of get in there and, and do some I've lost my voice because I was doing a fight scene for a whole day the other day in the hottest studio in the world just screaming my way through it so it's uh, you know he's not afraid to get his hands dirty which is uh, which is a, a great challenge have to do any training for some of the fights? Yeah, you'd think. Uh, <laughs> I have an amazing stunt double as well, who's brilliant, Matt, who looks just like me. So actually, when you think it's me being very cool, it's actually probably it's probably him. Uh, but yeah, no, I've done a bit of training, and uh, that will continue. Um, yeah, he is serious. He is very serious, I think. But uh, kind of with everything that I do, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, I try and I think you can't have that darkness without the lightness do you know what I mean you only care about someone if you see the other side of it there's a lot of you know he is a, he is a thinker and he is an ideas man and his brain works very very fast and 
he's trying to keep these people together and there's a lot of his frustration comes out and I think I think it's quite funny watching people when they're kind of at the end of their tether so that's been a really interesting thing to to explore but no there is he is quite dark which I'm really enjoying doing and I'm my natural tendency is to try and make everything funny, so it, there is also uh, a bit of lightness in there as well. Yeah. Well, with, with Dominic and Wentworth, because they're so... They're such big personalities. You know, he's got them together as a, in a team of heroes. It's not going to go particularly well, is it, with them? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff with, with those two. Um, but with everyone, yeah, it's good. Journey back to season one of Legends of Tomorrow in a moment. Is there like a breaking in period with the team? Kind of like all working together for the first time? Yeah. With their different personalities? You said it's like herding cats. Is, uh, is it, we heard it's also like almost a brotherly kind of relationship. And brothers don't always get along. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in terms of what Rip's plan is at the beginning, I think it's uh, advantageous to him to go straight in and go, hey, we're all together. He's not going to get to sit around and kind of discuss it very much. It's like, right, let's go and do it. So it's kind of baptism by fire, really. They, they, they learn how each other work through action rather than through sitting around and talking about it. So, yeah, they jump straight in, which is, which is an exciting thing to, to do. And then I read the part and spoke to them and it's so wildly different to anything I've done it's such a big different challenge it's such a different role and a brilliantly written role that I just couldn't I couldn't say no to it and it's you know I quite like time travel like Back to the Future is definitely in my top five movies uh, I, I, I love dealing with all this stuff like I'm a kind of grew up on this and the action like there's some real Indiana Jones moments in this show as well uh, we were doing a scene the other day and I was sort of just surra- everything was on fire and I was just looking around just going this is great I'm living out a lot of my childhood fantasies by, by doing these jobs judging from your accent there's probably a bit of uh, Doctor Who in your DNA well, there as well. Are, absolutely definitely so and, and you know having done that show for a while has been uh, was was great. Sierra Renee is Hawkgirl, a.k.a. Kendra Sanders, who we saw as a barista on Flash until she discovered her true identity. I'm sorry she broke Cisco's heart. You know, I, I've played a cult leader and a witch and a gypsy, so, you know, it's pretty in line with what I've been doing thus far, but it's definitely a step up in the badassery. I'm like, this is so fun. Yeah, well, we meet her on The Flash, and uh, she just moved to Central City, a bit of a small town girl moving to the big city. Um, I think she's always been on this process of trying to figure out why she's different, why she feels so different in a way that she can't explain to anybody else. And then, of course, she moves to Central City where metahumans are abounding and she figures it out pretty quickly and it's shocking. <laughs> She's very shocked by it so completely awesome and I'm very excited about it. We need more. I was just saying we need now next we, we need a female-led show okay we've got all these male-led shows we have the team 
Next, we need a female at the forefront. Doesn't have to be me, but somebody. Let's do it. I'm ready. But you wouldn't mind. To a little bit, vaguely, generally, but I don't think I knew the extent of what was going to be expected of me. Um, so it's it's been a lot of work. It's it's a bit of a struggle scheduling three shows all at one time and things like that. But. I, it, it's really uh, it's exciting and ambitious what we're doing, so it, I, I, I can't wait to see kind of how it all turns out and the blending of the different tones of the shows and what every show is saying. It's really interesting. I mean, they they have a plan as to how to portray our girl. What did they give you any room to kind of bring your own style to her as well? I mean, yeah, I think that's kind of what happens, especially with any new show and a new character. Um, they, they cast the person that they think is going to bring something interesting to it, I guess. And I, that was me, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, I, and they're very, they're very collaborative, and we definitely work together, and we're trying to find her voice as much as Kendra is trying to find her voice, which is great. I think they were smart to start where she doesn't know anything about herself because now I, I really get to develop the character with everyone, which is really great. And the costume? What's that like? <laughs> it's, it's fun. I mean, I feel awesome in it. I look pretty badass, I think. And with the helmet and everything, um, we'd gone back and forth about whether we were actually going to use the helmet, but I'm glad that we did because I feel like a different person in there. Can't hear anything necessarily, but it's it's, it's fun to have it on. Yeah, I'm right now we're all kind of trying to feel each other out. Um, she, it's interesting. I think she knows a lot about kind of the Central City villains, and I think it's maybe a little hard for her to see their villains, but maybe they're also they've got something good about them, or they're helping out at least in this situation. Um, but it's fun when we get shuffled around into different groups to see who there's tension with and, and who she clicks with. Um, at present, though, she's mostly kind of focused on Hawkman, just because he's the one that's training her, he's the one that's helping her remember. And, and yeah, I mean, that's the storyline we're going with, is that she was reincarnated from an Egyptian priestess. So... You know, that's pretty fun. I think it was a great idea to use that instead of just the Thanagarian version because she now has so many possibilities, especially with the time travel. It's like, you could go back and see another me or go forward and see another me or like, it, it would be really cool to do that. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I wasn't originally a comic book person. I was more of just an anime video game person. Um, and then they sent me all these comics when I got cast, and I've been tearing through them. I mean, I read an anthology like this of Hawkworld, so that was cool. It's it's really interesting because like it, there's a million different storylines. You know, she's really gone through a lot of different. I love when they. I, uh, the one Hawk World that I was reading, Volume One, they would intersperse little like the cowboy version of them, or like the wild, you know, like the Wild West version, or like this version or that. And I, I love that. I think that's so fun. I, I watched that when I was little, and I was like, oh my god, I have to watch it again. And luckily, it was on Netflix, <laughs> so I totally did. Um, oh, I love that, and I also really love the Green Lantern like love story there. Sorry, Hot Man. Um, I don't know if that's a possibility whatsoever, but I was like, that's so adorable. I love them. <laughs> Vandal, he's gonna, he's gonna kind of be your Yep, yep. He's he's our immortal bad guy for the season. <laughs> What's it like to play off? Yeah. 
It's so funny because Casper Crump is the goofiest, like nicest little Danish man. <laughs> and then he's playing this scary, creepy bad guy who's trying to kill me and is in love with me and weird things. It's like, ah! <laughs> um, it's fun. It's really, really, really fun. And so awesome to see someone be so different from their character. I mean, he's just a complete 180 from Vandal. It's just so, like, I love it. Well, character-wise, I think Rip is kind of the guy, the impetus to bring us all together. So he's a bit of the leader. But we also discover pretty quickly that since we all have different skill sets, whenever our particular skill sets are needed, we kind of become the leaders of that part of the mission, you know, which is really interesting too. And I think that's a good way of doing a, a group show like this, is not that there's like really one central guy, it's that we all kind of at some point take over in our own way, which is really interesting. You know what? We're all so different, and I think it's perfect that way. We all have very different lives, and then when we come together, it, it's just a great mesh of people. It's even from day one um, when we were going to film the promo, we all went and got dinner. You know, you want to meet people, and you do you're like sizing up, like, do I like this person? But I actually like everybody, which is crazy to say. I feel like in TV or in theater or anything. So, no, it's, it's really great. It's been a great experience. I mean, the whole thing is exciting. It's huge. This is a huge undertaking. Putting all these shows together, all these characters together that are so different. Um, there's obviously a lot of action, a lot of drama, but I think what's cool is like we're sort of blending the tones of Flash and Arrow with Legends. So we've got so much comedy too, and I love I love how quick people are on this. The, the comedy is so, so good. And you really get to see relationships. I mean, the pilot is action, 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 action. But after that, I mean, you really, you really start to see these cool relationships that you wouldn't expect at all. You're like, oh, I didn't think those two would like each other, but I guess they do. Cool. <laughs> now it doesn't seem like there's any connection, but again, we're, we've got different Earths, we've got different universes, we've got, I think there could be a million different hot girls, so I, they've left the, the possibilities pretty wide open. There's, got a, there's, a, there's a bit of gravity that comes to a person if they've lived that, that long, you know? If I have all this wisdom and, and knowledge about the way the world is, and as that comes back to her, I think that's definitely going to change the, the doe-eyed, I don't know what's going on kind of thing <laughs> a lot for her. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how that will affect her. With all the boys, you and Katie are the ladies of the show. Yeah, just us two. So you try to keep them in line at times? <laughs> um, I would love to see that dynamic. We'll, we'll see. I mean, Katie kind of keeps everybody in line. Sarah is a, an amazingly badass chick. So uh, I don't think anybody really questions that she's that badass, though. No one's really stepped on her yet, you know, so we'll see. And they won't question you like I think hopefully she'll earn her place. <laughs> I mean, I love working with the chicks. I want to like, yeah. I'm all about it. Let's bring the chicks together. Everyone keeps saying they want me and Candace to be friends, which I love because she's amazing. Um, yeah, I think we definitely need more girl power. So, <laughs> look for Legends of Tomorrow on Thursday on the CW, and special thanks to that network and New York Comic Con. Till the next Sci-Fi Talk. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks so much for listening. Anyway, I'm Ian McCallum from. Uh Middle Earth. My name is Sean Astin. To the best of my knowledge and belief, and I play 
Samwise Gamgee. I'm uh, Don Monaghan, and I play Merry or Meriadoc Brandybuck. Hi, this is Billy Boyd. I play Pippin in Lord of the Rings, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Talk.